Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of A Vision for You. Today is Sunday, May 15, 2016. The sheer ID for Friday, May 13th, is 8738. That's 8738. This morning, A Vision for You presents Let's Get Connected. Step 11 states sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 11 is the culmination of all the other steps. We have taken all the other steps to lead us to this step. As a result of the actions of step 4 through 10, we removed the obstacles that were blocking us from our higher power. The big book's warning about needing to keep in fit spiritual condition begins its discussion of step 11. The big book then talks about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from our higher power. The whole concept is to develop a vital sixth sense that gives us a direct connection to the power which is greater than we are. We are trying to learn to act intuitively, directly from our hearts with the purest of motives, to live according to the dictates of our higher power. Here to speak today on Step 11 is Irene M., a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Irene is dedicated to the 12-step path and to living a life of peace, purpose, and fulfillment. Welcome to the line, Irini. Thank you so much, Leah. Can I be heard? Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continual service and your love. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. I am from New York. And I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. I would like to begin, if I may, as I always begin. I would like to invite you all to get connected. Please accept this invitation by stopping whatever you are doing, if you can, for just a few minutes so we can pray together get connected and feel and know not what's in our minds, but what's in our depths of our hearts, the unity between God and us, and then to follow it with just being still for a couple of seconds. So to visualize, anytime we pray, to visualize a beam of light coming from above into our beings, to inhale the vision of pure light coming into our heads and penetrating into our inner bodies and pushing all that darkness all the way down into our feet and our bodies and so that we can bask in that pure light, visualizing God's awesome light and circulating around and through our hearts that is pulsating and having this light, this awesome light, runs through our veins and in our cells. Okay, let's get connected. Let's inhale all that is love, all that is good, 
and exhale all that is not love and that is not good. Let's inhale all that is pure and all that is true and exhale all that is not pure and that is not true. Inhale the light of God and exhale the darkness of self. Dearest Heavenly Father, we humbly ask for your mercy to forgive us for our shortcomings and to bless us with your grace, your wisdom, your knowledge. Help us to have an open mind and an open heart that we may be guided by the light of your spirit so that we may grow closer to you and deepen our relationship with you as we become more disciplined to your ways of living. Show us how to surrender the things that don't serve us so that we may live a spiritual life to think, act, and feel as that is pleasing to you. Help us to be teachable so that we may see with the eyes of our heart the truth that we will set us free from our delusions of our false self. Give us the strength to be rooted in your light and grounded in your unconditional love so that we may be a vessel of your grace to carry your message, reflect your light, and to be a mirror of your love. We pray for healing for those who are still suffering in and out of the rooms, to heal our minds, bodies, and souls, so that we may become renewed and useful to you and others. Save us from our compulsions and help us resist any kind of temptation. Help us to keep your knowledge in our heads, to bring it down into our hearts, and together with your wisdom, to push it down into our feet, so that with your grace we may walk with you side by side. We pray for all those that are still in darkness. May they come to your awesome light and be comforted with your unconditional love. Thank you for this day, the present, and all the gifts and blessings you give to us, especially for our connection with you, our breath, our heartbeat. Thank you for fulfilling every promise you make to us. Thy will, not ours, be done. Amen. Let's be still and breathe deeply. Be still and know within your heart that there is the truth.
Okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in this prayer. I came into these rooms 10 years ago, and I have been recovered for four years. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. As I was writing my share, I once again was nudged by God to share something with you besides the epiphany that I had a couple of months ago. I have never shared this with anyone. So this is difficult and very sensitive for me to share. I will share with you what my doctor's diagnosis was years ago from therapist, neurologist, psychologist, psychiatrist. She's had a history of difficulty breathing caused by her nervousness, emotional, verbal, and sexual abuse, binge eating, low self-esteem. Her past diagnosis included mononucleosis, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, PTSD, and learning disability. She struggles with long-term history of mood difficulties which reveals a possible borderline personality disorder. She has night terrors, anxiety, depression, resentment, fears, hostility, impatience, and irritability. Symptoms include daily mental and physical fatigue, attention focusing, memory recall, and comprehension. She has a thought disorder, is very anxious, and speaks very rapidly and even writes fast with incomplete letters missing from words and making any sense, making, not making any sense. Her writing cannot be understood. She is impulsive and processes information very slowly. She displays anomia, which means having problems with recalling words, comprehension and expressive language difficulties during communication. She displays aphasia is a loss of the ability to produce and or comprehend language. She struggles with auditory and written comprehension, which includes some dyslexic features affecting her ability to read the written word. There is a mild attention deficit disorder affected immediate attention and complex problem solving skills. She is emotionally labeled and suffers from frequent cheerfulness, has insomnia, mood swings, loss of emotional control accompanied by abusive verbal outbursts. She has a major mood disorder as well as likely underlining personality disorder. All of these can be related to the lesions identified on the series of MRIs of the brain or a loss of oxygen as a child, her circumstances, and her challenges she had to face in the past. Yes, that was my past. That was my old me. Today, I no longer take meds. I haven't seen a therapist in years. I am happy, joyous, and free. Thank you, God. Wow. 
Okay. I grew up in a home of faith, going to church every Sunday and being exposed to my mother, who was a prayerful warrior on a daily basis. But I was disconnected from God. I had a lot of rage and a nervous disposition, as I read to you earlier. I was a prisoner, drowning in my thoughts. I was always frustrated, irritated, and confused. The anxiety and depression took over. I was disconnected from God. The chaos of my life surfaced before my eating behavior started at the age of 10. I became a closet eater, ashamed of my behavior around food. I was disconnected from God. I couldn't stop once I started. I felt crazy, embarrassed, and out of control. The food, my emotions, and my thoughts had a hold on me. I was disconnected from God. What I had possessed was that committee in my head, absorbed by self-centeredness, the root of my problem that drove me to eat compulsively. My problem was never the food. It was pride and self-centered. I had a problem with not having enough and not being enough. I had a thinking problem. This is what blocked me. I was disconnected from God. I needed to surrender myself to God. Thy will, not mine, be done. By doing the steps, I gained a connection with God, myself, and others. I have shifted from self-centered to God-centered. I have chosen God who then blessed me with a life of peace, happiness, joy, and freedom, filling the God-shaped hole that I had in my soul. I became connected to God. I have been transformed. I had a metamorphosis. Thank you, God. From a caterpillar who once was lonely, cold, and lost, crawling its way in the darkness of the dirt, going in different directions, trying to find a way out, then coming out of a cocoon as a beautiful, colorful, light butterfly that was set free to fly. This is what it means to be connected to God. For he does for me what I nor anyone else could ever do to me. My new way of living is a process of continual change with a new attitude towards life. My rage, depression, anxiety, and anxiety all have been lifted. The obsession of the mind has been lifted. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Thank you, God, and what a gift. So my present to God each day is to live in gratitude and praise him, to live in his light and his love and make a difference for others. It's all about having a personal relationship with God so I can have a beautiful relationship with myself and with others. I even have a beautiful, delicious relationship with food. What a miracle. I have talked about step 11. I love talking about step 11 because I get to talk about God. You know, God is my partner in life. 
I really believe that life is about relationships. Steps one through three is a relationship with God. From being disconnected, we start, we begin a connection. Steps four through seven, a relationship with others. From being lost and helpless to being hopeful, accepting, and loving. Steps eight and nine, a relationship with others from walls of separation to bridges of love and unity. And steps 10 through 12 is putting it all together and living a healthy way to deal with life and challenges that is deeply seated in spiritual growth with these three new relationships by staying connected. As long as we all have willingness, hope, and an open mind, we could never stray away but only get closer to God. It is a gift. It truly is a presence that I live on a daily basis. Today's share is different from all my other previous shares that I gave in the past. Instead of being invited to share, I asked to share. This is, as many of you know, for me and of how I used to freeze in sharing, I was stepping out of my comfort zone. It took a lot of courage and strength to ask. My heart no longer raced, but it remained neutral. Nor did I swallow hard as I had done in the past. For today, I stand on God's foundation that blesses me with his confidence. It's more, I, it was more of an excitement for me to share with you the news of what he did in my life, what he does in my life. And this is how you can see God is through other people's behaviors. It's, it's just so beautiful. So a couple of months ago, I was asked to speak on Step 11 in another meeting. I was compelled to share this message with you as well, my dear spiritual brothers and sisters. God nudged me to do so. Why? Because I have a responsibility to share the message, to share my gifts regardless how I feel. I need to step up and do my part to be spiritually mature. This also gave me another opportunity to grow even deeper into this connection, this personal relationship that I have with God. As I was meditating on this beautiful step and writing down my thoughts once again, I had another epiphany. And I was compelled to share it with you. The beautiful impressions that God gave to me to give to you. When I meditate on what I have to say, I receive not words, but visions, images. Then I have to struggle to find the right words to match my visions. I'm very grateful for these impressions. They are a gift from God, and I love sharing them with everyone. At the start of my spiritual journey, I was full of self and empty spiritually. I was disconnected. I needed to have a spiritual awareness. So in step one, in the number one, a single digit, 
I was blessed by God to see his truth. He gave me a vision of isolation, a disconnection, never feeling that I belonged or a part of something. I was separated and divorced. I was frozen. I was severed and alone. Isolation weakened me by living in my painful secrets. I had a divided mind that resulted into an unmanageable life. It's a very lonely place to be disconnected. Until I plugged into the power of God, I was connected with the source of life. I needed to starve my ego and feed my soul and mind to get connected. I had a choice with the grace of God to break my old patterns. It was my thought patterns that kept me disconnected from the source, the power of being in harmony with God and with others. I started in darkness in step one, and as I went through each step, the darkness started to fade as the light came in, and that light would get brighter and brighter. Each step is like being in a room with a door cracked open and a glimpse of light coming through. As I would go through each door, the room would get brighter and lighter from the previous step until step 11 in the number 11, two single digits, two ones coming together joining and forming unity, God showed me his truth. He gave me the vision of unity, to live in harmony and the truth, united with God, with myself, with others, with the universe. It's being connected and listening to the whispers of hope and love within our hearts. So the number 11 symbolizes unity with God, from you know one we for we we become we from i we become we we are united and connected from the crisis of despair to the light of hope from spiritually being dead to spiritually being alive this connection is divine wisdom that gives me spiritual eyes because i can't be wise in my own eyes So from step one, the number one, being alone, there was darkness and anger. To step 11, the number 11, the two ones, the two single digits symbolizes unity, togetherness, connected, being in the presence of God where there is light and love. With the grace of God, I am connected to him. And by being connected, I continue to strengthen this connection. This is how I grow closer and nearer to him, to others, and to myself. Isn't that beautiful? What a vision. Thank you, God. My problem was being disconnected, and once connected, plugged in, God healed me. Not cured, but healed. So every day is a day that I receive an invitation to get closer to God, to get to know him more each day to be awakened from my false self, to see my true self. This began by letting go what wasn't working for me. It's a continual process by releasing and replacing what was let go, a process of restitution. 
a continual change of heart and mind. Every recovered person has gained access to and gained a power greater than ourselves. This is where we are united. We are connected. We have been restored to sanity and transformed into what we were created to be. Today, I am continually being filled spiritually and continuing to let go of ego, edging God out. By letting go of pride, I was able to receive humility, which gives me inner peace. It is a spiritual dance, two steps forward and one step back. I am so grateful that I have come such a long way and I still have a long way to go, for I only know a little. So my problem wasn't the food. I stuffed my food down because I couldn't deal with life. It was my thinking that led me to insanity. My problem is my mind. My thoughts were a prisoner of the bondage of self. I needed to be rewired, and I needed a power greater than myself for this to happen to me because I couldn't do this, for I am powerless. It's the grace of God that has rewired my thinking. My mind is focused on, on what? God that has resulted of having freedom from bondage of self. I have a change of attitude. And it's my responsibility to keep it and to keep doing better because now I know better. Now I would like to break down this step word by word, step 11 in my life. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. This is suggesting prayer because what it means is to talk to God and then meditate to listen to God. So sought, and I love living by seek and you shall find. When I seek God in all that I do, There is healing and there is grace. He becomes my filter. I am connected. I seek him with all my heart and my soul and my mind. Half measures of me avail me nothing. This is my easier, softer way, for I cannot serve two masters. I always knew what the right thing to do was, but I always wanted to do it my way. I needed to be disciplined by God. My life was so unmanageable. I was disconnected from God. It says on page 88, we are undisciplined and we need God to discipline us. We forget and we cannot afford to treat prayer and meditation of small importance. The God born within me compelled me to want to seek him. This is my heart's desire. What has a hold on me, ego or God? I see this image as an illustrated cartoon giving me a meaningful message. A visual on shifting from ego to God is moving a letter from one word to another word. I push the E out of ego, and now I am left with the word go. Now that I destroyed the word ego... Where am I going without ego? To God. I add the letter D to go, and it becomes God. Isn't that sweet? Well, thank you, God, again.
The ego is a rigid, judgmental teacher. God is the gentle teacher. Do I want to edge God out or to have good orderly direction? I had to make the choice that one through three establishes a relationship with God. God has stretched my faith to seek him with all my heart and not hold back. I needed direction for my life's problems that I could not solve on my own. I needed his wisdom, his knowledge, his grace. Sought through prayer and meditation. This is how I seek him. And it says it on page 87. Tells us how to be connected with our higher power. Through prayer and meditation. We seek to live in God. This is a dialogue, a two-way conversation in which one talks and then listens. I fix my eyes, my attention on God's word to ponder on it, to reflect on it. The purpose for me is to listen and to focus on his word for guidance, to learn good judgment so I can make wise choices. This is how my heart expands through prayer and meditation. This is the continuation of being transformed. There is no graduation or finish line, but deeper change. Every day, can I see reality and not my delusions, my stories that I used to live in? I live in the present, in reality, in the truth, to be born in the spirit and not be buried in self. This is the renewing of the mind, minute by minute hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, and yes, year by year. A vision for you is a vision of truth and reality and not of our false self. We are changed from the inside out by building up our inner lives and walking consciously by being connected with God. And prayer is about experiencing the connection and then God's spirit manifests into our lives and blesses us with his wisdom. Prayer for me has many parts to it that protects my heart. I am to ask for help and to praise him. Who and what is my source of power? Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. Humility is the foundation of prayer. I humbly ask God for the wisdom to be teachable. When I don't know how to pray and what to pray for, I just ask. I practice praying about everything and worry about nothing. This here was given to me, another gift, to not worry I was the biggest worrier, and this was lifted. I am placed in a position where I comfort others instead of being comforted. I pray for him to guard my mind and heart. I pray for the passions and desires of God's will on a daily basis. To pray that we may be a blessing to God, that we may be obedient to his word, so that his blessings can manifest in us through our action. We want to please him on all that we do. God wants a relationship with us, to be in communion with him, 
Prayer allows us to enter in a sacred place and hear, I love you. Prayer helps me in conflict with others to say, bless them and change me, as opposed to reacting with my feelings. Prayer gives me peace and love and hope from having faith as my foundation. To pray is making time for God, spending time with him alone, as you would with any other relationship that needs to be developed. He wants our attention. He wants us to listen to him, to pause, to ponder, to meditate on his word. Another part of prayer is praying in a group for healing for a person. This can be done throughout the world. By being in a prayer circle, we are all connected, praying together at certain times. Prayers of love and healing for an individual who is being receptive to the prayers of love and healing. This is very powerful and spiritual to all that are involved. As many of you experienced with me several times, and I thank you for that, for it becomes a blessing for everyone. Another part of prayer is expressing thank you for all I have. I have a very grateful heart. I am constantly praising him for everything. I don't longer have six things on my gratitude list. I don't have a list anymore. I'm constantly praising him, constantly. All the gifts and blessings and especially my challenges because this is how I grow. This is my work in growing and maturing spiritually. I no longer ask, why did this happen to me? Now I say, what am I supposed to learn from this experience? This is how I see what the truth is that sets me free from my wrongdoing. My spiritual growth is through the work of God's grace and not my work. I just need to practice to live in his word to trust and rely on God through my trials and tribulations and to continually pray for my faith to grow. Prayer is key in developing a relationship with God. It's having a connection and being connected and having conversations as I would with my parents, a friend, or spouse, and spending time with him just as I would with any other relationship. Humility brings meaning, to think of me less. It is the foundation of prayer. It helps me to be centered and mostly connected. This is what strengthens my growth. It empowers me to be the person God intended me to be. This is what gives me my spiritual eyes. This is what softens my heart. It is my inner generator that I plug myself into every morning and I receive my source of power. For example, to be teachable when I'm angry. Prayer teaches me to be patient. It gives me the spirit of forgiveness. Prayer also is to be still and know who he is. To pause. Just stop and pause. This creates space for me to see God, space between my thoughts, my impulses, 
and my actions. I then, I then am centered in conscious contact with God, asking for guidance. By pausing, I can listen to the whispers of his word and gain clarity. By pausing, I can feel and be in his presence to be aligned with him. This is when ego melts away and I am connected to God. I am able to respond in situations with spiritual principles and not react with my feelings. It's practicing this way of living. It's a change of heart and mind. Meditation, as it suggests, this twice a day in the morning for direction and in the evening with our inventory. Meditation comes from the word that describes also the process of chewing. An example, how cows chew its food and swallow it, brings it up again, chews it again, swallows it again, and over and over. So it's chewing on his word. Is going, is doing the same thing as what the truth is, and that is whatever is good and pure. It's receiving his word and then meditating on it over and over again. And what does it mean to pause, to love, to be accepting? All the answers come to you. Instead of chewing on my food, I'm chewing on his food, which is his word. And it's so yummy. It really is. Spending time alone with God allows me to listen to his guidance. Resting in God is cultivating a stillness in the mind and heart. It's a state of tranquility in the inner peace. The purpose is to detach from false self and attach to true self, and that is where God resides with my true self. Silence is the invitation for me to experience God's presence within me. This can be done in action, like in an active meditation, or quiet time. It's about getting connected with the light of the spirit. This is where I have the opportunity to let go of my thoughts and make room for God's thoughts. Then I get to carry this with me wherever I go. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. Improve means to make or become better, to build on what we have started. Just by acknowledging Steps one and two, we began something new, something different. We started to believe something else, and we begin, we start this connection. Once we develop the muscle of belief, then we can see what the truth is. And going through the steps, and now we're in step, well, we go through the steps, and in step 11, being connected, we are going to go even deeper into this connection and continue the process of growth. I was walking in darkness and my life was unmanageable. I was blocked. I needed to be unblocked by the light of the spirit to see the truth and the truth always sets me free. It's the light of the spirit that is done to me to renew my mind. I am totally dependent on him. This is surrender. This is a continuation of letting go and letting God. I constantly practice, practice, practice 
to strengthen the muscle of prayer, of surrender, a continual process of building and making my connection stronger and deeper with God. We go through that whole process, so steps four through nine, and, and that connection gets more connected and that light gets lighter, uh, dark, it gets brighter. And, um, and then we get to live in steps 10 through 12. It's awesome. So what has a hold on me? It's God. I started to become the mirror that reflects his love, his life, and his spirit. And we improve our conscious contact with God through prayer and meditation. By getting closer to him, I move further away from self with, you know, from self-will run riot. This gives me more strength for I am not fighting others, myself, or anything else. I'm just um, being anchored by him. It is a continual growth, and there's no standing still. Another impression from God. If I stand still, I'm in trouble. I stand on the foundation of God just as long as I am growing in him, moving forward with him. If I dare stop growing, stop moving, I'm not moving forward, his foundation starts to thin out. And if I continue to not move forward in my spiritual wealth, well, then God's foundation thins even more. And underneath it is that quicksand that I used to live in, or I should say drowned when I was drowning in. This gives me the desire to walk with God. He quenches my thirst and fills my hunger. How? By walking in the light of the Spirit where it directs me. I go in the direction that God gives to me, good, orderly direction. I am moving by his Spirit as he fills me with his joy and lives in his presence. So conscious means to me, I call it the three A's. One is to be awake from sleeping. So I am alive. I am living and not just existing. The second A is aware. I am being enlightened by practicing to be mindful, by being plugged in and connected to God and not to be oblivious. And the third A is to be alert. I'm being watchful. My eyes are open. I have spiritual eyes. I am not distracted or spaced out. This gives me the power and strength to respond to my surroundings as God would have me be. And contact is a connection to communicate. With whom? With God. Is to be connected with my creator. He's my father. He's the source of power. It's having a spiritual connection and being in the presence of God. As we understood him, to understand what does he really mean to me? How do I comprehend him? By knowing how much he loves me. He is constantly forgiving me for my shortcomings. Never judges me, but always accepts and loves me unconditionally. He sets the example of how I should act. I had to learn how to love God. I had to learn how to love others. I had to learn how to love myself. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us, to make the right decision and make the right action, knowing what God's will is and doing it, 
God is directing my thinking when I ask for intuitive thought to make a decision to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. When I am not aligned with God, I know it, I feel it, and I certainly can see how I'm acting. How am I acting? On my old behaviors? Or do I respond to the nudge God is giving me to follow his direction? Am I disconnected or connected with God? And so I pause to be guided by the light of the spirit. Without that pause, I am in darkness and governed by my feelings. I need to tap into the source so that I can be directed appropriately. I need to plug myself in with the source that will give me light to see what the truth is. If I'm thinking is God-centered rather than self-centered, then my actions will reflect that because I am connected. My focus stays on the connection to God and to practice the art of remaining undisturbed. When I feel disturbed, that means there is something wrong with me. This is having a spiritual awareness. This means I have to go back to page 84 to do a 10-step. Notice the one and the zero in the 10th step. Where is the unity with God? Where is that other single digit one to be united with God? We want to be connected to step 11 where there is unity and to keep step 10 very clean. And we pray for the power to carry that out. Power means ability, capability. This is what I do, not have. (laughs) I am powerless. I can't, but God can. Carry means to stick it to it in delivering his message, to continue the task he has given me, to keep moving in that same direction for growth and not to detour, to continue to strengthen God's foundation that I stand on so I can carry his message. So the key point is I need to pray for his knowledge and wisdom. I ask God to help me put it in my heart. And then I pray for the strength and his power to push it down to my feet and walk it, to walk hand in hand with God, aligned with him, walking the truth, making wise decisions, living the right way, I can become what the big book stands for. This is the transformation of living a God-centered life. How beautiful is that? It's not having a to-do list and constantly doing. We are human beings. It's practicing being in God. A relationship with God is the most important thing to me because it gives me so much peace and joy. My relationship with myself used to be what? It gave me misery and sadness. So how am I walking today? The right way or am I walking crookedly? Am I walking in darkness or in the light of the spirit? What am I reflecting? Love or misery? God does for me what I could never do for myself just as long as I stay connected to him. My daily routine with step 11 steps 
begin with the instructions on page 86. Review my day, an inventory process of steps four through nine, and to see if I forgot anything in my 10-step spot check. There are always those four questions. Would we be we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? We practiced this in step four, and we started to put it into use in step one. Now we continue to do the same in step 11 to make sure nothing is irritating us. Do we owe an apology? This was practiced in steps eight and nine. We constantly, constantly keep cleaning house. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Step five. I need to be honest because I don't need anything to eat at me to disturb my peace and serenity. The next questions are from step 12. We are practicing these principles in all our affairs that we have learned in the previous steps. Were we kind and loving towards all? This is our new way of living. Our code of conduct is love and tolerance to all in and out of the rooms. What could we have done better? Always seeing how we show up in the world as a child of God, reflecting his character. Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? This is being self-centered. We want to be God-centered. Or were we thinking of what we could do for others or what we could pack into the stream of life? Am I living selfishly, self-centered, or am I living in selflessness, God-centered? Do we drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection? This is column four. Where we need where we need to continually be watchful. Was my usefulness to others diminished? This is step twelve. After I finish with my review, I ask God's forgiveness, step seven, and I ask what corrective measures should be taken, which is steps eight and nine. I need to stay connected to God. Let go and let God bless them and change me always asking God to forgive me and to direct me to do the right thing, to become a better person today than I was yesterday. Love and tolerance is our code. To do better tomorrow and always thank him for all our blessings. God now has the last word and I am ready to go to bed with a clean conscience and a peaceful mind and heart. On awakening, Morning Prayer Meditation, page, pages 86 through 87. I wake up before I open my eyes. I get connected and allowing God to have the first word. I am then connected to him as I inhale God and exhale self. A smile comes to my heart. This is my main practice throughout the day. I thank you, God, for waking me up or for letting me sleep, depending what I need. I praise him for all that I have and to be aligned with his will. And I listen. I listen to his word. I pray and ask to direct my thinking. After I allow his word to touch my heart, I say my prayers and ask him to cleanse my mind that I may think, do, and feel according to thy will, not mine be done. To be God-centered and not ego-centered. 
I ask God to set me free from self-will and to set my mind as he would have me be. He helps me set the tone for the day. I don't think about yesterday or tomorrow. I stay focused on the present to do his will for today. Another impression from God, I visualize myself surrendering my heart into his healing hands so that he may squeeze it and mold it as he would have me be so that I am separated from self-pity, dishonesty, self-seeking motives. Now that I am connected with God, I get connected with my prayer group. We read the word of God. We share and we pray for others. We ask for mercy and give thanks for our blessings. Then I connect with my other group. This year, I started a one-year commitment to read more of God's word, and we pray there as well. Then I get connected with vision for you. We pray again. I always pray the breath of God. Excuse me. I always pray the breath of God with all my sponsors and with others as well, bringing God into my conversations, creating a three-way connection with God and us. I pray and praise God with each meal. When I walk my therapy dog in the woods, I love talking and listening to God. I'm ready to face my day. Throughout the day, thy will not mind be done. Pages 87 through 88, we are no longer in charge. Having an awareness of my 10-step spot checks throughout my day to act out the spiritual principles in all my affairs, keeping my channel clear so the light of the spirit can work in and through me. The impression that God gave to me with by attaching my breath to God He is constantly with me, and I am so grateful he gave me this impression, this visual of connection. And yes, I do let go of his hand, and my breath becomes polluted and infected until once again I reconnect my breath to him. It's a process that I love practicing because it really works for me. When something isn't working, I need to pause and go back to page 84. We continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Love and tolerance of others is our code. I need to stay open to be guided because I need to be disciplined and not to be in control. This is practicing to be humble and teachable. It's about taking inventory of each thought that I allow and don't allow to entertain. This is practicing to pause and not react on the thought. It's a process and certainly not perfection. And this brings us back to the evening before I go to bed. I have an accountability partner for step 11. She is my spiritual witness. We start by praying the set-aside prayer and then we share our inventory, making sure that my vessel stays empty and clean so that I can stay close to God. We pray for others, and we end with my favorite prayer, the St. Francis prayer. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, 
I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted. To understand than to be understood. To love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. And it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. And amen means so be it. It's making an agreement. It's saying yes. It's an expression of faith that God will hear and act on the prayer. Amen is also a Hebrew word that stems from the word aman, which means to be faithful, support, or confirm. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I pass. Thank you so much, Irini, for sharing your path of God reliance and your continual practice of step 11. Irini's contact information will be offered at the conclusion of this recording, so please stay tuned for that. And we will now transition to an opportunity for questions and answers. If you have a question for Irini, you can do so by pressing star 1 to unmute and identify yourself, please. Hi, uh, my name is Valerie uh, B., and I have a question. Hi, Valerie. Good morning. Hold on one second. Let's see who else. I have questions. Anyone else with a question this morning? Yes, this is Sherry from Matthew. I have a question. Sherry, okay. And anyone else want to get in this grouping? Hi, Leah. I'm Mary Lee in Oregon. Mary, Mary Lee. R. I have a question. Ginny mm-hmm. S. And there was someone else that popped up. This is Rachel R. Rachel R. Wonderful. Okay, so if everybody could mute except for our speaker, of course, and Valerie B. Thank you. Uh, hi, thank you so much for your share. I so needed this today um, because this is exactly what I'm struggling with. Um, my question is, is how, like, uh, my question is, is that um, when when we do step 11, is it more about, like, I'm, I'm finding myself doing, like, the questions, you know, going down, like, I think it's on page 84, you know, uh, you know, down the list, you know, uh, was I selfish, was I this, was I that, and and then by the time I get through all that, I'm not spending time with God in prayer and meditation. So could you could you help me with that? Like, what, what do you do? What what what's working for you with that? 
Uh, thank you for the question, Valerie. Um, before I can um, go through my inventory, I need to be connected. So I need to inhale him and um, and say a prayer and to allow me to see what I missed on my 10 steps throughout my spot check throughout the day. So um, I need to be clear of mind and not be anxious in my mind so that I can hear the truth and, and not be... Um, drowning in my thoughts. And then after I have a clear heart and mind and I'm calm, I'm able to answer the questions. I hope that helped you. Thank you so much. And your share has just, it was just what I needed to hear. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks, Valerie B. Sherry, your turn. Hi, Sherry. This, hi, this is Sherry, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Um, I loved your share. It was great. And my question is, um, step 11, I do step 11 at night, um, my prayer meditation, and I go down my list. Um, my question for you is, there's some days that I feel really disconnected from God. Um, and then I feel guilty about that, too, you know, um, what do you ever get those days? And if you do, um, what do you do about it? Thank you for the question, Sherry. Um, of course, um, I get disconnected constantly, um, but that um, makes me feel very, very uncomfortable because I am, I am deeply rooted in His love. And his light, and I'm deeply connected to him um, because of my humanness. I do get disconnected, but that disconnection it freezes me. It makes me feel very uncomfortable, and it just makes me grab his hand more so. So it's that making me feel very uncomfortable. Um, I jump right back into. Um, having my connection, holding his right hand, um, being connected, uh, having my breath being connected to him, and um, which brings me calmness and peace as opposed to um, anxiety and uh, worry. So it's just a reminder. But it's this practice. Um, at the beginning, I didn't have this. In the beginning, you know, my disconnections were a lot more than my connections. And as I practice to be connected, and how does, you know, one get to be connected is to focus on who and what he means in my life. And the only way to get to know that is to spend time with your higher power, just like you would with meeting a new friend. If you meet a new friend, you don't know what they are until you spend time with them. You invest that and, and you get to know that person. And that connection gets stronger in a friend. It's the same concept. I, I hope I answered your question. You did. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Mary Lee.
Hello, good morning. This is Mary Lee R. in Oregon, a compulsive eager in recovery just for today. Did you ever go back to the so-called experts that prevent, that gave you all those labels and um, have any conversation with them in your new and recovered and God-centered self? Thank you for the question, Mary Lee. I have not. Um, I have no reason to do that. Um, I was searching my whole life for help of my madness, constantly going to different doctors, having different diagnoses, and and, um, this program, my goodness, uh, I'm a different person. That there's, you know, all my answers come from God. He is my doctor. He is my therapist. Um, he's the source of my life. Do you know what that means? He's the source and power of my life. Without him, I do not have my breath. I am drowning in that false self. Without him, my heart races. It's, it's this connection, this love. It's, the, it's his light and love that heals. And, 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 and it's through my breath. I, I mean, God is closer to me than my breath is. Wow. <laughs> That's scary and beautiful at the same time. But it's what I choose to believe. It's what I choose to focus on. And I always say, be careful what you practice because whatever you practice, you really become good at. So my practices today are very different from what I used to practice in the old days. Thank you for the question. Thank you, Mary Lee R. Ginny S., your turn. Thank you. Um, And thank you so much for sharing your story. And in the beginning, um, you shared a little bit about the pain, and I, too, have had a lot of professionals and a lot of diagnoses and a lot of pain. And I love Step 11 and the big book. And I'm wondering if you can um, tell a little bit about your process. For instance, Step 11 doesn't say having had a spiritual awakening as a result of step 10. It says having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, plural. And I'm wondering if you can give an example of a spiritual awakening that you had in doing step nine. Um, thank you for the question. Um, my my I have many examples, um, but <laughs> I, I can, um, the biggest um, impression of, it's a constant surrender, and I had this experience, one of my experiences was, two years ago, I had a horrible fall, and I fell in my house belly flat. On my on the hard wooden floors, and um, and I thought I broke my 
my neck. I thought I damaged my spine. And in that moment, I said, God, if it's meant for me to be crippled, so be it. And I can't believe I said that. And thank you, God, it wasn't that. The worst was I cut my lip and I needed stitches and my tooth came out. But it's being in certain situations, calamities, that when you totally surrender, all these steps come alive. When I totally trust, rely, and surrender. Um, I hope I helped you with that. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny S. Rachel R. Yes, hi, Edimi. Um, first, I wanted to know, thank you, bless you for your reading it. Oh, it was amazing. I want to know, number one, how do I um, get a cop? How do I hear it again? I know it's. I know we have I have a whole chart here of special editions. Oh, it says recordings. What number was this? Uh, that'll be announced tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. 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 And also, when you mentioned something about a prayer group, <clears throat> what, yes. is, what was that about? Yeah. Um, thank you for the question. Um, prayer group is extremely powerful. I was introduced to it um, in 1990 when I had fibromyalgia. I had um, I have a uh, virtual person in my life for many, many, many years. And um, when I went to all the doctors, um, infectious disease doctors, you know, nobody could help me. And I finally got to, you know, I finally gave in and my friend told me um, that he would, he wrote a letter to all my friends and my families and at a certain time of the day, if three times a day, let's say 12, 3, and 6 o'clock, everybody would pray for me. Wow. And, and that's very powerful because we all get connected at the same time and what we're doing is we're giving energy, we're sending love and healing, and we're vision, we're visualizing this person to be healed, and and we're sending, um, you know, we're sending good energy to this individual. And at the same time, the individual where I I knew at the certain times that all these people were praying for me and I had an open mind and an open heart and I would just receive, I would be still and I would receive the healing, the love, the light and the prayers and and to visualize that I was strong and I was healthy and um and and how would God would have me be. And it worked. It worked. Of course, I also I also did other practices, but that's the whole thing with the prayer group. It's very, very powerful, very healing, and we don't realize it until we start doing it. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you, Rachel R. Any other questions for Irini this morning? You can do so by pressing star 1 to unmute. Hi, Janice P. Okay, Janice P., one moment. Anyone else? This will be the final invitation for questions. This is Rita R. Rita. Hi, Mary Lee R. I had a Part B to my question. Okay, with Mary that? Lee with a Part B. Okay, anyone else? Okay. This is Rita R. Yes, Rita. I have a question. I, I, yes, I have your name. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Final invitation for questions. Okay, let's go with this trilogy, beginning with Janice P. Hi, um, thank you for your share. It was beautiful. I have like two pages worth of notes here. Um, but my question is, what does your spiritual um, daily practice look like? Um, you had mentioned um, like meditation. I believe it was like twice a day, um, your nightly inventory, your prayer groups. Um, but what I was wondering is if you can take us through like a 24-hour span, like from the minute you wake up, um, to the minute you go to bed, and you know you had mentioned um, your favorite prayer at the end of the day, but I was just you know really wondering just you know what does your twenty four hour um, spiritual practice look like? What does that look like for you? Thank you. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, well, as I mentioned, I, I start my day by um, having uh, my eyes open, even before my eyes open. Um, I allow his word to come into my mind first um, because otherwise um, my mind is going to just go with the to-do list and what I have to do today and what happened yesterday. And thank you, God, I do not have that. And the same thing in the evening. It's, it's, um, I need to have his last word in my mind before um, I sleep. So in the morning, yes, I, I get up, with, I do my prayers. I get connected with all on the line um, with my prayer groups. And, and then when I start the day, when I go out, um, I am constantly, I don't meditate, I don't pray and meditate just twice a day. I am constantly doing that on a daily basis. So um, if I'm uh, preparing a meal, my mind is, uh, um, I am. I do everything for what is pleasing to God. So I just. I'm making my meal for God. I um, I have an appointment and I have the image and the insight that I'm going to this meeting for God. It's all about God. It's not about me. Um, I do chores. It's all about. Um, I do chores for God. So He's constantly. With me, I'm in his presence constantly. Um, And I just, whatever I do, depending on my schedule, 
um, I carry him um, instead of carrying my problems. And problems do come up. And um, I will share with you, um, well, how about, um, what would, let me ask you, what, what eats at you, for instance? What, would eat, what, what eats at you? What bothers you? Give me one thing. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I was trying to unmute my phone. Did you say what eats at me? Yeah. For instance, how are you disturbed? Um, I would probably say, um, you know, past thoughts. Um, okay. Give me one boss, thought. You know. Um, one thought. One thought I, about. That disturbed. Um, just uh, reliving. Um, I don't know, like reliving something that my boss had said to me. Um, okay, so it's like one you know, like, like just like an yeah, like just like a negative thought okay, that so I you, seem to like I can't seem to get rid of. Okay, what's that negative thought? I need it to be specific. Um, like just I don't know. I felt like last year I really needed to prove myself to my boss and. Um, she so, just wasn't very supportive to me, I felt like. Okay, so um, does that mean not being enough? Yes. Be, okay. So, and, okay. you know, people-pleasing, I'm sure that's, you know, all involved in that. Um, um, okay, so let, let's just do a little exercise that I do with my sponsees. And it's kind of okay. like a step, step 10, but I call it the parting of the sea. So you have this thought that's eating at you, right? Mm-hmm. And this thought is, is, is your boss's voice saying that you're not enough. So that thought is not being enough. And what is that feeling? What do you feel? What is that feeling that is attached to that thought? Um, I feel like I'm not being uh, validated. I feel like I'm not being um, um, honored, well, trusted. That- Okay, so how does it make you feel? Sad and frustrated. Okay, Angry. sad and frustrated. Okay, so uh, take your right hand and put it on your head and take that thought in your hand that, yeah, that you're not enough. And then you're okay. going to take your left hand and you're going to put it over your right hand and you're going to take that feeling that's attached to that thought which creates our stories and you're going to pull okay. it apart. You're going to pull it apart with resistance as if it's taffy or gum. And you're, it's really resistant because you're destroying this story of thought and feeling. And your hands now are on each side of you. You open your right wrist. Yes. And you throw that thought to the right side of the room. And you take the left feeling. You take the, the left hand. You're holding the feeling. And you open your wrist up and you throw that. And you've just parted the sea, which is the whirlpool of our thoughts that we are being drowned in. But you destroyed this story because that's the false self. And now you are walking on a straight path. God is holding your hand. What is he telling you about this story? Um, that it's you know, it's all in my... it's. It's false. It's all in my head. I don't know what my boss r- right. really thinks about me or, Good. you know. Yes. And also, um, like how you were saying, I'm living for my higher power. I don't need her to validate me. I don't need her. 
uh, you know, I'm bringing honor uh, to my higher power just by being there and being the best that I can be. Beautiful. Beautiful. So now you take that truth, and that's, that's your true self. We want to live in our true self, not in our poor self. So you take mm-hmm. that. Can you take that truth and live it throughout Absolutely. the day? Okay, so this is what I do. This is how I, this is what, how I do things. This is my spiritual path. I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Janice P. Rita R., your turn. Yes, thank you so much. You know, it was very inspiring and heartfelt. Uh, my question is um, that in the big book, it says that we all know only a little, and we go to pastors, rabbis, um, for guidance and readings, books. Uh, what books uh, did you get? that obtained all this this guidance because it's not in the big book. So where did you obtain all this? Thank you for your question. Um, where does it say now in uh, the big book? It says that um, On page 55, we found the great reality in deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. So it, I read the word of God wherever, and what is the word of God? I mean, it's patience, it's kindness, it's love. It's, it's everything that I used to not be. It's being honest. That's what God's word is. There's no books, really. There are books. But it's being in the true self of how he created me. To be tolerant, to be forgiving. To be that prayer, that, that prayer that I read at the end. To have faith and to be trustworthy. To be trustworthy. And and that you know, you know there there's an echo now for some reason. There um, is. There is. Could I so, ask everybody to please mute? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank 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 you. So it's you know, we're always we always want to know, oh, what is she doing or or what is he reading and, and who's their sponsor and it's not about the Interior. Look inside you and you'll find all the answers. It's spending time and 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 going through the steps and steps four through nine is uncovering what is being covered all these years is our true self. It's that light and love that resides in me, resides in you. And so I hope I answered your question. Thank you very much, Rita R. And our final question this morning comes from Mary Lee R. Oh, God, morning again. Can you hear me? Yes. You pretty well answered my Part B. It was about um, forgiveness and mm. um 
wow, I uh, that parting of the sea that when I, I was doing that along with you, and when my hands were flipping aside, but then they both ended up in my heart, and and the deep reality is where that's where I can um, access the information. Mm. And I just, if you have anything more to say about forgiveness, um, the doctor's question was kind of loaded for me. We, um, I'm in a situation where there are a lot of doctors giving opinions that uh, someone I love dearly has less than three months, and yet the prayers that are coming in are so powerful and amazing, and uh, that's not what. I believe, but it's just like what you said when you had that fall, you know, if you're meant to be a cripple, so be it. And I just so appreciate hearing that. But if you have anything more on forgiveness, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, Forgiveness is, you know, it's that decision to let go to release, you know, because we, we want to be free. And we can't be free if we're holding on to what we can't accept. And um, I mean, whether it's, I'll give, you an, I'll give you another, I mean, it's total surrender. Total surrender is always the answer. It's also acceptance is always the answer. But I, I, I'll share with you another um, another impression, thank you God that he gives so many to me if you're holding on to something and, and you're not um, letting go of it, whatever it is um, you can't forgive somebody or if somebody is holding on to the food or or um, fear or whatever character defect comes up, you have there's a, the visual is that um I look at all these things that we're holding on to and I visualize them as cut up glasses, pieces of glasses that we're holding in our hands and we're squeezing this this resentment or whatever we're holding on to, we're squeezing it. But it's it's so painful because it symbolizes the the cut up glass, you're you're it's cutting you and it's going into your palms and blood is running down your arm and and it's the pain that we're doing to ourselves because we're choosing to squeeze, to hold on to whatever we're holding on to. For God's sake, open that palm. Open your hand. Let those pieces of glass that symbolizes whatever, fear or not forgiving anybody, let it fall down and let your palm heal. And now your palm is open. It's it's open so God can give you what you need at that moment. We cannot receive something when our fists are closed. We need to have our palms open. We need to have an open heart and an open mind. And 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 forgiveness, we need to let go. That's um no matter what, it's for our sanity, it's for our peace. It's really for us is to forgive ourselves and others. And it's, it's a practice. And the more you practice true forgiveness, the more 
you see how we're wrong because we're not acting as God would have us be. I hope I helped you. Thank you, Mary Lear. Thanks to everyone who asked questions. And, of course, thank you, Irini, for your insights and inspiration this morning. We will close from page 164 of the big book. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.